Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 100. (laughs) I am so excited. Oh, my God. We have made it to 100 episodes on this podcast. You guys just don't know. So today, I'm going to do things a little bit different. Um, You know, before when we made it to 50 episodes for my day one listeners, if you are new, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I hope you are here to stay and, you know, tune in to all my recaps and pods. Um, When we made it to episode 50, I I try to do stuff different. We do so many TV recaps, documentary recaps. I tried to do something different. So I talked about my favorite because I'm a nostalgia queen. I love the 80s. I love the 90s. So I talked about my favorite top 50 movies of the 90s. So you guys can go check that out. Um, For my 100th episode, I wanted to do things a little bit different and just have a freestyle fun episode. Um, I just want to talk about the career of 50 Cent. This man, I, I cover all of his shows and I admire his work, his work ethic. I always say shout out the fifth. We support everything, you know, he does um, on this platform because his career is so inspiring to me. And I just wanted to talk about why he's one of my favorite artists and um, why I admire his career so much. Um, this is not my first time doing a tribute. I try to get it in for all my favorite artists. Um, I did one for Mary J. Blige when she uh, came out with her documentary on Amazon. Uh, that was back in June. I did one for Tupac, who is my favorite artist of all time. I did a tribute on his born day. I also did one for Michael Jackson on his born day, who was also one of my favorite artists. So now I just want to give, you know, flowers and respect to 50. You know what I'm saying? Give him his flowers that he deserves. Um, Tomorrow is December, so I'm going to give you the December church announcements for the pod before we jump into the show. I'm going to drop my power recap, power book to ghost recap episode two tonight. So that will be uploaded tonight as well. I am sorry. I know I was supposed to drop both episodes yesterday, but as you know, I had just made it back from out of town. I was tired, y'all. The sister was tired. <laughs> Y'all don't have no idea. I was tired and my energy was drained. And I was not about to get on here and get the record and be talking just like, yeah, y'all. Yeah, let me talk about 50 Cent. Yeah, okay, this happened on Power Book 2. Y'all don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want to hear somebody acting like they really don't want to be here. So I just had to get a little rest, get myself together. And now I am back. I'm hyped up. You know what I'm saying? Um for the december episodes we will be covering power book two every sunday as usual so you know we finish raising canaan we move right on to bmf and now we bought the recap ghost power book ghost for the rest of december as it goes on um we're gonna start doing our snowfall but by you know we started off doing one episode at a time of a recap but Due to it's season four and pretty soon season five will drop, let's take our time, y'all. Let's take our time and let's plan a solid day. 
The reason why is because when it drops, we're going to slowly break this down and then talk about what to expect in season five. And, you know, you know how we do over here. Um, So I was thinking about a Friday night pod. Every Friday we meet up and we recap Snowfall. So starting this Friday, we will recap Snowfall season four, episode one. And we're going to do it every Friday and talk about the recaps. And by the time we get done, um, It'll be time to walk us in slowly after the season five. So for December, meet me here every Friday and we're going to do a Snowfall recap. Because y'all know that's like one of my favorite shows. You know what I'm saying? One, I don't play it. I love me some Snowfall. I love me some Narcos. If y'all haven't caught Narcos, y'all need to catch Narcos and come check out the pod on my recaps. I have recapped every Narco episode. Um. We will continue to cover Queens. I believe they have two more episodes for season one. So, you know, we're going to do that each week as well. We're going to continue Big Sky as well. Um, then we're going to do Power Book 2. So, for December, we got all of those shows we're going to recap. Um, that pretty much sums up the church announcements. Don't forget to catch up on um, my BMF. I did the season finale recap. And I think that's pretty much sums everything up. If I did miss anything, I will bring it back on the next episode. Um, Don't forget, if you guys want to follow me on social media, um, I have to admit I am a very boring person on social media. I'm trying to get my social media game up. I don't really post too much. I'm kind of personal. I don't put my every thought on there. So I am boring, I must admit, but I do, you know, post about the pot when I'm dropping uploads or, you know, I post here and there. But I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. So if you want to, Facebook Alicia Shanice, you're more than welcome to send me a friend request. Um, you can DM me, inbox me, especially if you're, fr- you know, one of my listeners. I want to talk to you guys. You know what I'm saying? So Facebook Alicia Shanice, Instagram Alicia Shanice Reviews. And if you need to email me for any sort, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. And last but not least, I've been telling y'all, if y'all love music like I love music, download Spotify. It's free. It's free. And I have made all of my playlists public because I told y'all before, my ears is long. I'm a hip-hop head, and I got every genre. So all you got to do is type in Shanice Loves, and all of my music playlists will populate. I know for sure one will, and if you clicked on my picture profile, it'll take you to the rest of them. And I have Shanice Loves 90s R&B, Shanice Loves 90s Hip Hop, Shanice Loves, um, it has my workout playlist on there, it has my chill mode, you know what I'm saying, with that Neo Soul on there, I have elevator music from the 90s, hip hop from the 80s, from the 90s, from the early 2000s, gospel, I even have country, like the country rock, especially from the 90s, Um, I have some good playlist on there so go in you know what i'm saying and you can vibe on out sometimes it takes a long time when you're just scamming through something like huh what do i feel like listening to all you gotta do is whatever type of mood you in type it in and shanice got y'all i even got you for like a little late night when you with your boo you know what i'm saying gotcha 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 so on that note I have ran my mouth long enough and before we jump into the show let me just tell you guys i love you Thank you so much, so humbly for your support. I have told you guys before, and I ain't trying to get emotional. I have been wanting to do this for a long time. It, You don't know how it much it built my courage up just to start 
my own podcast so when i see people checking me out you know what i'm saying it's a humbling it's a very humbling experience because you don't know how nervous and scared i was um pretty soon i want to get the youtube channel up and loaded I'm still a little nervous because, you know, <laughs> that's what I originally wanted to make first. But y'all know YouTube can be a little mean sometimes in damn comments and shit. <laughs> but um, I'm going to try to get that uploaded. I wanted to say January, but I think it's the nervousness in me saying let's wait to February. But I'm going to get that uploaded, y'all, because I know sometimes it might be hard just doing audio all the time. You know, you rather be on youtube so i'm gonna try to get the youtube channel popping but for now we're gonna keep doing what we do over here um i'll get to being more consistent like i told you guys before when we started i promised to get more consistent once i relocated and i think i have you know so i think i've done a pretty good job about that being consistent constantly uploading um after we get done with this book and i'm able to get that rough draft finished and then get everything polished up and get it done then i want to be uh where we go ahead and move over to another platform i mean of course we're gonna be over here this is this is my day one but you know get to uploading some visuals as well so it's been 10 minutes in the show let me go ahead and talk about 50 cent curtis jackson let's put some motherfucking respect and give this man his flowers on that note let's get into the show name is Shanice. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. All right, y'all. So we on this 100th episode that I'm just so proud of. And I hope you guys don't mind if I just kind of take my time with this one. You know what I'm saying? We are about to talk about Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent, the rapper, the businessman, the actor, the television producer, the television director, Mr. Petty Man. <laughs> you know, 50 is the king of pettiness, you know what I'm saying? Uh, his antics, you know what I'm saying? Like, 50 is just 50, and you have to love and give respect to this man. Um, 50 Cent came out when I was in high school. And when he hit, he came out with Wangster. And it caught everybody by storm because it was just like a different type of song. And everybody, who is this new dude? And then he came out with the timeless, you know what I'm saying, most disrespectful diss tracks of all. You know, everybody know about the beef. We'll touch on that, but not too much. Y'all know I don't want to go too deep because it get you know get real but it's all over uh, social media so everybody already know it but you know what i'm saying he he took the the music industry by storm and one thing that i respect about 50 well okay when everybody always talk about the king of this the king of hip-hop or whatever everybody always goes straight to jay-z or like the king of new york they may try to title that with diddy or whatever you know what i'm saying but i feel like 50 doesn't get his credit for what he has done and one reason i say that is because to me he has overcome more than any other rapper in the industry to this day like as far as 
you know, that's kicking it today as far as the black ball of what he was. 50 was completely black balled. And I have a thing to where um, I know how it feels to be an underdog. I know how it feels a little too well. So I always respect the grind and hustle of an underdog who the game wasn't handed to them. They had to work and grind for that shit. And that's what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man was literally completely blackballed. Nobody would mess with Fifth. Nobody would mess with Fifth. And doors were closed. Um, if you watch Get Rich or Die Trying, it's loosely based off his life, but it's a lot of truth in there. Um, and you see on how after he got uh, shot every time he went from this door to this door to this door, all of them were closed. And look at how he maneuvered out of that situation. And, you know, even when his, um, you know, when his reign was kind of falling down from the music industry, music was kind of turning, especially after him and um, Kanye West did the big battle. We seen a shift in music, and that's when we got, like, the book bag, the, the backpack era with Kanye, then, you know, it was Drake, and music changed. Like, the gangster rap, it still was wholehearted to people who respected it and loved it, but mainstream kind of took over, and it more went the Kanye era, and then, you know, the Drake, and, you know, Drake hasn't stopped since then. But even when 50, you know, wasn't doing his thing wholeheartedly in the music industry anymore as far as you know the music he came into television and fucking took the game over ain't nobody else doing it like fifth right now when it comes to this tv stuff i mean we got tyler perry and everything when you think about like the black moguls of the tv industry but 50 is like the new dick wolf and that's why i say over here on this platform we're gonna support everything he does that's one thing i'm gonna do you know um i'm gonna support all the powers i was supporting the for lives if that still was coming on i would be uh, recapping that each week as well because that was a very slept on show the ratings were good so i don't know why it was canceled i don't know why abc would do such a thing especially when they keep certain shows that they have on now but um when he came and took the storm over, you know how Dick Wolf, he created the whole universe with the um, law and orders. And you have like the Marvel universe. I'm going to support the power universe and what they got going on with stars. And um, 50 Cent has always been one of my favorites. I remember a couple years back when I was still living in KC, uh, Chris Brown had went on tour. So my cousin had called and asked that I want to go to the Chris Brown concert. You know, I like Chris. I like Chris, 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 the man. But I'm like, uh, I don't know. But then when she was like, you know, 50 going to be there. I'm like, huh, what? Who? Oh, uh, go, go get my damn ticket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I had went and got my ticket just for 50. Couldn't wait to go up on there. I couldn't get, couldn't wait to get the rapping, you know, mini band and all that shit. You know, so I was just ready. And then a couple weeks after I bought my ticket, it came out that he was not a part of the tour. Y'all, I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. But I got it made up for because I went to the BMF premiere this year in Atlanta. And to be in that arena with those talented entrepreneur 
actors, actresses, musicians. It was so inspiring. I don't think y'all understand how I felt. Like, literally, when I went to the BMF premiere, they performed a song the first time, Wish Me Luck with him, Money Back, Yo, and Snoop Dogg. After I left the BMF, BMF premiere, I, I'm not bullshitting. I played that song every day, and it kind of gave me, like, a little inspiration, motivational feeling inside my body because I've been telling people this for the last year. Um... When me want to do this podcast, it, it's, it's something I wanted to start originally in 2013, but it was just a dream. It was just a dream, and it wasn't necessarily a podcast I wanted to start. It was more of a YouTube channel. At first, I wanted it to be based off of Tupac. I just wanted to be do a Tupac channel because out of all artists that I love, Tupac is my all-time favorite. However, when 2015 hit, that's when I knew I wanted to do it. And sometimes when you share your dream with other people, you know, they might kind of give you a look. And, and I'm the type, I'm getting getting over this hump. But I used to like like little things kind of be like, oh, I ain't good enough or I can't do this, you know. So for me, wanting to just start in a platform. And then I decided I got all these stories in my head that I want to tell. I started to write my book. And as I'm writing it, I'm like, y'all think I'm, everybody laugh when I say it. I'm like, y'all, when I get done writing my script, I'm sending this script to 50. <laughs> he might don't even read it. He might don't like it or whatever, but I'm going to send it. And I can say, I, 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 I wrote a book, I wrote a script and I sent it. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, that will make me happy to know I completed something that I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm saying when I was in that arena and, and and I'm sitting there watching this wonderful show with the cast and the artists, it was so uplifting, inspiring. Like it, it really felt good. It was so dope. Like, I mean, every cast member was there, y'all. Every um, so many people in Atlanta was there. The stars, the CEO was in there, and it was just so inspiring. So that's just like when I'm just telling you the passion of it all. But like I said, 50 went through a lot, and everything that he's got, he's earned it. You know, he was born in South Jamaica, Queens. You know, he beat a lot of, he was like, he had a lot of odds against him, and he beat it. And that just doesn't happen every day. Um, his mother died when he was eight. Um, that was Sabrina. They called her Blackie. Um, she she was a hustler. So you know, like when you write watch Get Rich or Die Trying and you see his mom in there. And then basically when you watch Power Book Three, Raising Canaan, it's just a continuance from Raising, I mean from Get Rich or Die Trying. It's just a continuance. He basically then took Canaan's Canaan and told his own story that's 50 story basically like his mom was a hustler you know what i'm saying she was a hustler <clears throat> but after she passed um he went to go live with his grandparents and you know he, he was really close with his grandmother and i remember watching um one of the beef documentaries back in the day and he was standing there with his grandfather he gave him some money so you know this is a close-knit family um 
50 started boxing at the age of 11. And, you know, 50 is really about that boxing game. He even have artists um, that are boxers signed to him. <clears throat> he also, you know, he used to run with Floyd Mayweather all the time. And they was known as the money team. You know what I'm saying? He used to be him and, and Floyd and Ray J, you know. Um, and But back in the day, he was just known as Boo Boo, Boo Boo in the hood. And, like, the Jamaica Queen story for me is so rich because I have read multiple books on that, multiple pro- books on the Supreme team and all of how it went down and everything in that in that era. So that's one reason why I love Power Book 3. And that literally became one of my favorite powers ever since um, I recapped that. It just hit different because I know so much of the, the, the real stories of those you know, basically hood celebrities, you know, and 50 was, he is, he's very competitive by nature, true cancer, born uh, July 6th, everybody know how 50, 50 can be, how petty he can be, but that's one thing I love and respect, because he don't fold for the industry, Um, you get so many people who you love, you watch come up and you support so fucking heavy and then as soon as they get to like that mainstream part they switch up they switch up and and that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna go too far but they switch up like he stay himself and he don't fold and he don't turn into like where he's not relatable anymore you know and i've seen it happen with so many celebrities like so many you know and I still believe to this I, I I believe in my heart if Pac was still here how everybody loved Pac I believe no matter how big Pac would have got I believe he would have stayed true to form on who we loved and who we you know related with and spoke for us you know no I'm not comparing fifth to Pac but I'm just saying I'm comparing the realness because if you look at somebody like and I'm not putting them down you know evolution is is wonderful growth is wonderful growth is necessary but it kind of hurts sometimes when you support somebody from the bottom up and then when they get like real big they just become like to where you don't even recognize them no more if if that makes any sense of course you're supposed to grow but like for instance when I look at somebody like Jeezy Jeezy was around my high school years as well and we messed with Jeezy tough like I mean we supported every Jeezy thing about Jeezy. Everybody was walking around with the snowman shirts. And of course, I respect the evolution and the growth. But now when you kind of look at Jeezy, it's like, eh, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not putting them down. I'm just like saying how I feel, you know. But 50 is still, he's made it to like this mainstream, mainstream media, but he's still like relatable and, you know, still represents for the culture properly, if that makes sense. But G-Unit was everything in my high school days. G-Unit was everything. Um, his name was inspired by 50 Cent. He was a real Brooklyn goon who <laughs> was known for what Brooklyn is known for, Robin. And they get jazzed. And that's where 50 Cent name was inspired from, from the real 50 Cent from Brooklyn. Um, He actually worked with... um. Jam Master J. Jam Master J um, from Run DMC. Uh, rest in peace to him. He is one of the goats in hip hop for sure. Uh, Run DMC, P 
paved the way for a lot of people. And that's one thing why I love covering nostalgia because I like to pay respect to the OGs who, if it wasn't for them, hip hop wouldn't be what it is today. Like, I think a lot of people, younger artists are very disrespectful when it comes to like the hip hop legends because they paved the way for them to have like this thing where they can just walk in and be an instant millionaire and now the game is so easy you don't even have how how streaming and everything is you don't even have to sign a 360 deal you can do your own thing independent uh you come up with a with a bop you go viral hell you can do your thing right there and Jam Master J was like a godfather in hip hop. You know, he was a DJ, but he was like the the street side of Run DMC. And he played a major role in 50 Cent's early career. A major role. A major role. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people, when they think of Fifth, they just go straight to it, um, Eminem, Interscope, Shady Records. But no, before all of that, Jam Master J. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny because when you mention like real street dudes who was a hundred percent connected and authentic 50 was associated with them in some type of way um when you mention supreme everybody know the story with him and preen black just who rolled with Supreme Heavy, one of his right-hand men. 50 was really connected to Black Jess. Um, 50 rolled with Black Jess Heavy. Like, that was his OG or, you know what I'm saying? He 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 rolled with Black Jess Heavy. E-Money Bags, Chaz Williams. And if you don't know about Chaz Williams, all I'm going to say is Google him. <laughs> he was connected with Chaz. Jimmy Henchman. A lot of people know the story between him and Jimmy. Jimmy was also the game's manager. Jimmy is connected to when you talk about the Tupac 1994 Quad Studios incident. Jimmy Henchman is connected with the Tony, Tony Ayo incident. But when you mention all of these guys who were very 100% connected, 100% authentic, 50 was associated with them in some type of way. So that just shows you right there that, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of rappers who rap more like the Big Meech lifestyle, but ain't lived a day of it, ain't never sold a key or brick. Hell, might not even sold a dime or may not have did this or did that, but they'll put on that image and we buy it. But 50, I could say, was real deal about what he did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was real deal and would back his stuff up. And um, on May 24th, um, 2000, he was... um gunned down in front of his grandmother's home and by the grace of God he made it out of that traumatic horrifying incident being shot nine times in the hand the arm the hip both legs chest and left cheek um leaving him with like a slurred voice because if you go listen to 50s earlier catalog music when he was doing the mixtapes he didn't rap that way his voice is more slurred now um that will bring the rebel out of you and that's comparable to Pac. A lot of people say Pac was acting the fool. Pac was doing this. No, sometimes you got to do your research and, and and put yourself in this person's shoes. Some people can go through a little bit of nothing, a heartbreak, and it'll make them cold. You know this. Imagine being shot that many times and that traumatic experience is leaving in your life, you know, with all type of, you know, paranoia or whatever. 
that made him a rebel and that made him, you know, said most people they like hide their head, fall back, just be paranoid, like I'm out, I'm I'm done, I don't want no, that made him go harder. You know what I'm saying? And with that incident, it brought a lot. It brought a lot in the guys that he was in tour with at the time in the industry part, not in the streets, but in the industry. They were very big, you know, and I like their music, too. I'm not not I'm not here to knock nobody down. Uh, I'm a civilian and I'm just a, a fan, you know, uh, but he was <clears throat> into it with people who have, had had a lot of a lot of influence and were able to close doors on him even if they wanted to mess with him. And that would have made any normal person just say, I'm, I'm out, I quit, fuck it. But it just shows the fight in him, the rebel in him, and that shows you what God has meant for you, no man can take it away. And that hustle, that grind, that 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 that's motivation to me that's like sometimes when I get down I'm just like no get back up you know don't let I have my days you know where I want to give up and I ain't been through none of that shit you know what I'm saying so imagine to go through what what he went through and if you listen to the song ghetto Quran it goes like a life music movie like it tells you the whole story of the notorious hustlers of Jamaica Queens it tells you the the whole full story. Even when you listen to like many men got a kite from the pen and told me tuck got not. You know, like it 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 goes there. You know what I'm saying? It, it, if you listen, it's a whole fucking story. If you listen to the names in many men, you listen to the stories. Then when you listen to Ghetto Quran, it tells you you the stories. And I've told you guys over and over. I read all of these books. Like I got this one book and a lot of stuff that just came out in in the news even with the Jam Master J thing or whatever, it's in this book. That's how I be knowing, like, about a lot of the hustlers and who rode with what crew or whatever back in the day. But 50 was official. He was definitely official. Um, Then um, when you listen to How to Rob, it's like a whole different gimmick. And, you know, said people were coming out spitting stuff like that. He basically did a diss track in a in a fun way with the dude, you know, who used to do the skits or whatever. And, you know, How to Rob, that, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> and I, I love the last verse where he's like, I got to get Kirk Franklin for robbing God's people. <laughs> like, oh, my God, when you listen to How to Rob. And that made a lot of people mad back in the day. And one thing I respect about 50 is he don't back down. Like, it's a lot of people in the game. They could, like, say, they could go on an interview, right? And literally, before social media became what it was, I was on YouTube all the time, like, doing a lot of research. I knew a lot. And then at the time, uh, at one point in my time in life, I had went through, like, um, you could say a depression. I really wasn't messing with nobody. Like I used to, there's a lot going on. And I used to sit and watch like a lot of interviews. And this was around the time I wanted to come up with my Tupac channel. And um, if you listen to like a lot of interviews, people might come and they might like speak some real stuff. And then soon as they get backlash, they, they, they backpacking like I didn't say that or I didn't mean it like that or no they are the, the greatest of all time like if you notice in the industry and I'm not saying you got a dog nobody but sometimes you just can't tell the truth and like for instance like if you notice well nobody say shit about Jay-Z 
won't nobody say nothing about Diddy because they scared of the consequences. But shit, 50 will. <laughs> shit, 50 say what a lot of us want to say, you know? And that's just keeping it all the way funky, you know? Um, But yeah, 50 was straight blackballed from the industry. All odds were literally against him. And he came in and has been on top of the game ever since 2002. When Wankster hit, off that eight mile soundtrack, wanks to hit different, wanks to hit different. And uh that's one thing that he will always have love and respect for Eminem for because Eminem gave him a chance that nobody was giving him. Like literally all doors were closing. And like I said, any other person would be if they would have went through all of that, being shot that many times, having doors constantly closed, being one hit away, and you know you got fire shit. You know that them mixtapes he had back in the day was straight as fire. And Eminem heard it, took a liking to it, gave him a chance to open a door for him and brought him onto a dream team. You know, when you think about Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, his bell ring, his name ring bells in the industry. Like that's like an MC. He's not an MC, but that's like a you know a a producer god in the industry in the hip hop. You know that's hip hop royalty. When you think about Dr. Dre, you gotta put respect. He has reinvented himself so many times. From you know when he was with. I can't think of the names right now. Before he was with NWA, he was doing stuff. And then when you got NWA, and then he went, and then he got in with Interscope. You know, he then he got Eminem. He rebranded himself. And look where Dr. Dre's career is today. And Eminem brought him over to a dream team when a lot of people in New York closed the doors on him. And that's just, like, really keeping it real. Um, in 2003, when he released Get Rich, Die Trying, which went number one on Billboard 200, selling 872,000 copies. He ended up creating his own label, G-Unit. His second album, The Massacre, sold 1.14 million copies in the first days. G-Unit had Lloyd Banks, and Lloyd Banks is very slept on. I think Lloyd Banks is just very laid back, and I respect the laid back type of cat. That's actually my type of cat. But Lloyd Banks is just so laid back, but he's very slept on. Lloyd Banks is fucking dope and got bars and very lyrical. Um, then he had Tony Yayo. Tony Yayo was a childhood friend of Fifth. Matter of fact, he was on the stage with him when I went to the BMF premiere. Uh, but Tony Yo-Yo, you know, that's one of his real deal friends. They go way back. Um, he had Young Buck. He had The Game. Mob Deep. Mob Deep went on over there. Prodigy had a lot of respect for 50. And that's another good book, too. If you guys are looking for a good book about hip-hop, about, about queens, a lot of people was mad at Prodigy, but that book was good as hell. It And then especially when you read it, and I have it right here as well. And then when you uh, listen, to, I, I read it and I listened to the audio book. This shit read like a movie. They can make a movie out of that book. It was so dope. And it got a lot in there about 50 and how they signed to G-Unit later on in their career. Prodigy had a lot of respect for Fifth. Um, he he even brought Mace back. <laughs> Remember, Mace had to run out of Harlem for a minute, but you know I put respect on Mace's name. Mace was the man in the '90s. Let's not act like he wasn't. But you know when Mace quit hip hop and went and 
you know, to go do the Lord's work. You know, he came back and he was in G Unit for a while. Um, he had Olivia. Olivia was another dope artist, very slept on, beautiful voice. Um, 40 Glock, Spider Lock, Spider Lock, I'm sorry. Let me let me pronounce pronounce his name. Spider Lock. You know, he had a, a nice little team over there at G Unit. Um, in 2007, that's when he had the big battle with Kanye West. It was the Curtis album against the Graduation album. And he sold 691,000 copies, but he was still behind Kanye. And that's when the music game was starting to kind of change and more go towards that backpack era, you know, and that kind of birthed the Drake era. And nothing against Kanye. Please don't get offended. I know everybody loved Kanye. Me personally, I I I I can listen to his music and vibe. He is very talented, but I have never just been that real big Kanye fan like that, like everybody else was. You know, like people go crazy about Ye. I wasn't one of those people, so I was rooting for 50 myself. <laughs> but you know, after Kanye became bigger than ever, then um that is when um you know music was changing and then it kind of like birthed the drake era and you know went in all different type of directions but gangster rap was kind of fading out as far as like mainstream um so that's like when the game started to change and of course uh one thing 50 is known for <laughs> and he kind of made a new way when i would say pop did it first but then 50 came and did it when you make beef make you go to a whole nother level and everybody know when 50 come out and get to antagonizing you a little bit and get to trolling you he got something he promoting but he changed the game when it came to like beef like he took that somewhere else everybody of course knows the the long-term beef with Jaru. um he had his issues with the game which was really strange the game was also connected to Jimmy Henchman and then it had the the beef with uh he had the beef with Buck. He had the beef with Buck. Child that <laughs> let me just tell y'all something. If you working with somebody like Fifth, never read never call him crying over the phone. <laughs> Cause that shit will get out here. <laughs> but he had to, you know, he he's known for his 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 feuds you had the shit with rick ross that went long term and 50 is mad disrespectful like i'm not even i won't even repeat some of the stuff he say um who the hell beef with vivica fox child in the 90s vivica was everything vivica, that was damn vivica fox you know and 50 came you know get in my car and never mind <laughs> um he had the thing with Tierra Marie and you know how that lawsuit went and you know him and his little love hate brotherly relationship with Floyd Mayweather uh, of course you know his the issues with his son and his baby mother Shaniqua Thomas um which you know in a way I, I know how all that stuff looks on social media but in a way sometimes I wonder is it a lot of is it more love in that situation and just you know, it's it's upsetting on how it handled, but you know, they were together a long time. A long time. And when you go back to his old, you know, when he first got in the industry industry and was on top of the world, he had his son with them. He used to take him on tour and everything. So, you know, I hate to see that part. 
I'm trying um I hate to see that. And then, you know, even when you kind of pay attention to Get Rich or Die Trying, that was loosely based off his life. Look at how, how he wrote her character. It was with respect. It wasn't with any disrespect. Uh, he showed her in a, in, a, in a wonderful light. And, you know, to kind of kind of go back to Power Book Raising Canaan, you know, that's kind of loosely based. You know, Canaan kind of is 50. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm wondering how he's going to write the Davina character. Like, is that going to be on how his long term? Because he was with his baby mother for years. So, you know, one day I hope that they can work that out and become at least cordial and he can be back on good terms with his son. But, you know, hey. Um, but, you know, even when the, the music was kind of fading out, um, he changed the game with TV. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, that's one of my uh, favorite hood classics. Like, I have all my hood classic movies that I love to watch. I'm going to do a recap on my favorite top 20 hood movies and my favorite top 20 mafia movies. But Get Rich or Die Trying is one of them. And it's very uh, authentic. It's not corny. It's not like that shit didn't happen. That shit was based off his life. And a lot of that did happen. But that was a classic to me. That's one of my hood classics. And then when you got the TV shows like For Life, For Life was very slept on. But then again, it had really good ratings. And it didn't show like the drug side. It showed a true story of a man going to prison, falsely incarcerated, and getting his law degree and freeing, getting himself out of prison. And not only that, going back, getting other prisoners out who didn't have a chance and who were falsely in prison so that show showed a lot of truth of what goes on and it should it should have never been canceled I that man who was um playing that role he played that role and 50 even brought back the, the girl who played his baby mother and get Richard I trying <laughs> so that was a really good show I hope that comes back I know he was trying to get it up on Amazon I think even if he could get it on Netflix or stars that would be great and then he's created the power universe like I was saying earlier in the episode that is like you know you got the Marvel Universe. You got Dick Wolf with the Law and Order Universe. We're going to support that over here. Um, he, had, he has BMF, which has already been picked up for season two. Um, BMF, that's one of my favorites out now. Um, he's even bringing out a docuseries. We covered the documentary on the pod before we watched BMF. But, you know, it's loosely based. And with the television show, you have to dramatize a lot out. So he's going to do the docuseries, which I will appreciate because most of the docuseries out on BMF is more coming from the law enforcement side. I have told you guys plenty of times before, I respect a documentary that comes from all sides. I want to hear what people were involved in that life, what they have to say and what people who were there and on, you know, with them, rolling with them, what they have to say. But I also want to hear law enforcement. I want to hear, you know, I want to hear all angles. So because you, you need you need every angle because, you know, we can see one thing. We can see the same thing and I can look at it from a different point of view as you. So I'm going to look forward to this version of it as well. Um, <clears throat> 50 is also a mentor. He was actually mentoring and to Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke looked up to him. They had a very close relationship. If you pay attention to him and the baby, they have a very close relationship. And if you pay attention to the baby, not all the way, but 
in a in a way, I see when I look at the baby, I see a younger 50 cent. The baby is still young, but I see a younger version of him. And I believe his career could go far. He might have flaws. He might do this. I get it. But I see a younger 50 and um, I, could, I, I see on how he works with the young boys and how he plays like that big brother role, mentor role, father figure role. I watch on how he works with um, little Meech with Michael from Power Book to Ghost um, with all of them. And everybody who I've watched their interviews and they work with 50 say he he's hands on and very caring. And as petty as he is, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But he has a heart of gold. Like he even looked out for Remy when she was in prison. Um, she, she has talked about it in her interviews before. Um, like has a heart of gold. Like they have say so many of these moguls they people might be signed to and they'll never see them. Like it's just once we sign those dotted lines, you sign me, I'm hot. Oh, I, I, I'll probably see you in a year or so. You're never around. You don't care about my career. But they he say they say he's hands on. He was hands on with this artist. If you go read that Prodigy book, like I was saying, Prodigy talk about how he he tried to motivate everybody to, you know, do this, do that, you know. Let's get this out there. He he was supporting, trying to build it up. And he didn't really promote. He didn't promote all this drug use and everything. 50, look at how his, you know, he works out. He had the water, you know, just straight entrepreneur, straight beast, you know. So I know this pod is a little long um, and I know we have to get, I have to get out my power book too um recap but i just wanted to put some motherfucking respect on curtis jackson name <laughs> you know what i'm saying he is one of my favorite artists so i just wanted um to come on tonight and dedicate my 100th episode to you know giving that man his flowers um when i was at the bmf premiere the ceo he says him and 50 got much more to come. So not only do we have the Power Universe with Power Book 2, then we got Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. Now we got Force. Um, that, that comes out next month. He's going to do a spinoff with Lorenz Tate, Councilman Tate. I'm sure that'll be amazing. And we'll see, like, the politic part, the inside of that. So that'll be pretty dope. Um, I'm hoping for Life Comes Back. He's bringing the Flores Brothers out. They worked with El Chapo. Um, they were from Chicago. He's bringing uh, Murder Was the Case. He's turning that into a show. He has the BMF docuseries along with the BMF. Um, 50 is doing the damn thing. We got to put some respect on his name. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about the music. But even when you when you go and you pop on a show, one thing Fifth know how to do is bring them damn hits for these shows. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, everybody know Big Rich Town. And then when you think about Wish Me Luck, that, that's my new anthem. That's my new anthem. <laughs> but um, that's pretty much it. Um, I remember I was watching an interview with 50. and he, I'm not 50, but Envy from The Breakfast Club. And Envy was just saying, like, on, you know, how he does a lot with 50 and on how they're assigned to revolt, but they might not even see Diddy. But 50 is hands-on. If you tell 50, like, I need you for this, you think you can help out with that, he's going to be there. He's going to show. He's going to support people who are doing business with him. And, you know, he's definitely official. If you know about the Supreme team, you know about Bimmy, who is Waka Flocka Uncle, 
boo he even told a story about you know little boo boo 50 who was growing up and on how much you know he 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 ran with black just like black just was his big homie um and he just did a lot for people that people don't know about but he'll troll the shit out of you on on ig (laughs) especially if he about to promote something so um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was just like a fun one for me i like to come on and talk about my favorite artists i love to get flowers on you know this platform for who i respect and you know admire you know so that's pretty much it um thank you guys for your support um once again and i i'm like humbly saying that and i mean it from my heart Thank you so much. We have made it to the 100th episode, guys. And, you know, let's just keep pushing. Let's keep moving. You know, don't forget, you guys can follow me on my social media platforms. I don't post a lot, but I'm trying to get my my game right on social media. I'm a a weird person. I'm kind of like an introvert, but private, but love to talk. So (laughs) I'm weird. I get it. But, um. If you're new to the platform, I hope you are liking it, and I hope you're here to stay. So Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram. If you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews, 13 at gmail.com. And don't forget about those Spotify playlists that are all under Shanice Loves. Um, if you need to DM me or inbox me, just have like something you want me to recap or, you know, just want to give me your feedback, feel free. You know, I want to talk to my listeners. So, um, yeah, I'll be back on either tomorrow or Thursday with my Queens recap. Um, we'll be on Friday. So don't forget about Friday guys. Um, go ahead and catch up on snowfall. Um, if you're into the powers and you haven't watched Snowfall, I'm telling you, you guys will love Snowfall. Um, how I said before with Power Book Three Raising Canaan on how it's like a continuation of Get Richard I Trying. Think about Boys in the Hood and how John Singleton created that, and think about like a continuation or a prequel that's Snowfall. So make sure you guys check that out. All episodes are on Hulu. And they just uh, ran a deal. I know you get your free month free for Hulu and after that, but they're running like a six-month deal for 99 cents only. So all episodes are on Hulu from December till we're done. We're going to be doing every Friday Snowfall recap starting season four this Friday. And I'll be back on next Sunday for Power Book 2. So we're just going to keep moving on over here. and doing what we do on this platform, baby. You know? So it's your girl, Shanice. I love you guys. And don't forget to tune back in. Tonight, I'll have my Power Book 2 recap out. Um, so it's your girl, Shanice. And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. <laughs> Thank you.